The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, I go solo once more and bring you a list in 10 episode. Some of the best and greatest NFL games that I have ever seen. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. listeners happy fourth of july to you all i'm recording this bright and early uh on fourth of july got a had a busy sunday had a busy july 3rd so uh, i hope you're doing well i hope you had a very very good if you celebrated um uh, independence day yesterday i hope it was a great day uh for you if you're celebrating it today i hope it's a great one and if you're listening to this way 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 after or like a day or two after um we just hope you had a good weekend. Uh, Andrew had just come home. I was supposed to do this anyways. This is my responsibility. This episode was my responsibility anyways. Uh, but Andrew had just gotten home, and I didn't want to bug him you know, to record. He's got back from vacation. Don't want to rush him or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, so this is going to be our last list in 10 for hopefully a little while. Uh, I got Andrew back full time, and... Yeah, we're going to get back to our what-ifs as normal. So, um, so yeah, so I want to do uh, an, another List in 10 episode, and I was doing some thinking. I didn't want to do anything that was selfish in a way. Uh, I did want to do one that was that was pretty fun. It gets really back to, uh, you know, it's some of the best games uh, that I've ever seen. I, I do. I I've talked about moments. You know, we talk about moments all the time. I talked about you know, football moments with my dad and, and, you know, but, but football is made up of so many moments. Like we vividly remember, you know, the catch or, or the, you know, in my instance, my favorite moment of all time, the Minneapolis miracle, you know, I, I remember that very, very vividly. And, but it's really hard for, I think it's hard for people to look back and just be like, you know what? That was a really great game. Like, I just sat and watched a masterpiece. So that's what I wanted to do today. I was thinking about some of the best games that didn't weren't defined by, like, one moment. All right? They weren't defined by one moment, one spectacular uh, game-winning play. It was a succession of plays. Um, yes, there was probably a really good play in the mix there. But... Um, there's probably a really good game in the mix there, but uh, but overall, I had fun watching all four quarters, or at least at least most of the games. So that's the way I wanted to look at it. Um, there's going to be some ones that you've heard me talk about before. There's going to be some other ones that you haven't really heard me talk about before. But 
yeah, I'm excited to dive in. Uh, and, and as always, you know, these list in 10 episodes, I want to hear what you have to say. I care what you think, whether you believe that or not. I want to know, what are your 10 favorite greatest football games that you've ever seen? All right. Um, so, yeah, some of these have emotional attachment for me. Some of them, you know, just just really enjoying a great game. So let's uh, let's get this thing underway. My number 10. My number 10. This one, probably one of the more emotional ones for me. Uh, but this is actually a really good game. Uh, this is from 2020. All right. Indianapolis Colts and the Green Bay Packers, November 22nd, 2020, at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, and the Colts defeated the Packers 34-31 to in overtime. Fantastic game. Fantastic game. Uh, I remember this, it was a like a low point in my life. This is kind of towards the end of that first year of COVID, and just I still hadn't been sent out to work. Uh, been sitting for pretty much nine, eight, nine months at that point. And for some reason, I, 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 li- I don't know. I, I hate that I do this, but I live vicariously and spiritually through things and results that I cannot control. I guess it's just easier sometimes in that way. Uh, so I was really looking forward to this Colts and Packers game. And, you know, this is obviously the Phillip Rivers year, which, you know, it's, that's my dude. Phil is my dude. And uh, I was really excited to see him on the team. And uh, things were just things were just not great. And I remember watching that game like, I really need this win. Really need this win. Spiritually, emotionally. I really need the Colts to pull off this uh, this victory, and uh, I remember st- being on the edge of my seat the entire game. Well, the first half was pretty ugly. The fir- I'm not gonna lie, the first half was really ugly. Uh, the Packers were up 28 to seven at one point, and I was like, "Oh God!" But uh, I remember watching this game, standing up. Uh, I was in my living room watching this game, and. Uh, uh, I was like on the verge of tears. Like that's how much I love like football, and that's how just down I was. And the Colts, you know, have a notorious history of not beating really good teams. And that's that the Packers are, you know, a really good team. I think the this is one of their th- three. It's one of the Packers' three losses in 2020, um, in the regular season at least. So, uh, so yeah, so this is a pretty good one. I'll read through. I'm actually gonna. You know, spice this up a little bit. I'm going to read through the uh, scoring drives. It was quite the extensive scoring game. Um, first quarter opened up. Robert Tunyon caught a 25-yard touchdown pass. And then uh, Michael Pittman caught a 45-yard touchdown pass from uh, good old Uncle Phil. So we're tied at seven in the first quarter. Second quarter, things really opened up. Aaron Jones, two-yard touchdown rush. Devontae Adams caught a five-yard pass. Uh, and the Colts answered back. Trey Burton uh, caught a 17-yard pass. And then the Packers, 16 seconds before uh, halftime, Jamal Williams caught a four-yard touchdown. And then this is what I really like. This is like a Frank Reich masterpiece as far as game calling. He knew that things weren't going very well. So he openly went out and decided to uh, to really change how they were approaching the game. It was very pass-heavy in the first half. And then to control the clock and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, which they did a good job of. They switched to a very run-heavy 
I mean, a really run-heavy game plan. And they kept Aaron Rodgers off the field. They ended up scoring uh, 11 points in the third, six points in the fourth. Let's go through those scores. Rodrigo Blankenship caught a 30, uh, hit a 37-yard field goal. And then Jack Doyle caught a six-yard touchdown pass. Then they went uh, – Naheem Hines ran in a two-point conversion. So they're 28-25 there. Fourth quarter, Blankenship hits a 32-yarder. Uh, he hits a 43-yarder to take the – you know, go in control to lead 31-28. And then three seconds before halftime, Crosby uh, of the Packers hits a 26-yard field goal tight at 31. And then the overtime was insane. Um, I think it was a fumble – Veldez Scantling, Marquez Veldez Scantling caught a ball, turned it over, and it was a mess. It was a is a big old big old mess. Um, but the Colts drove down. There was like a million holding calls on held the lineman. I'm just like Jesus Christ, get this game over with, so I can uh, <laughs> so I can rest easy. So, um, but it was tremendous, and I needed it. And I, I did. I cried like a baby. I, I did cry like a baby. Um, seeing them pull off that game was was everything to me. I uh, wish I would have been there live. I really do. But it was a spectacular game. I love a good back and forth. I love strategy in football. I think that's why this is you know this game is so beautiful. It's not like just going out there and and catching a baseball and throwing it to a base, which you know I don't want to insult any baseball players, but. Um, or maybe there's something I'm missing, but there's the strategy, the game planning. All right, you know, let's start off. Let's see if Philip Rivers can can hang with a with a pass heavy offensive style and scheming uh, with the Packers. And just things were not working. The defense was getting carved up, and like Frank Reich is like, okay, we got to start controlling the clock. And that was really really cool to see. I wish, <laughs> I wish. He was a little bit more consistent with that, but I, that this one was a really good one for me. It's probably it might be available on YouTube, or if you have uh, the NFL Game Pass, or um, oh, yeah, I think it's Game Pass. You can always go and rewatch it. It, I, I encourage you to. This one's definitely biased. I did tell you guys that, but uh, I remember just where I was at in life and how I needed this game to happen uh, and, and win in the Colts' favor. It was uh, it was a good time. It was a very good time. All right, number nine. Number nine is a very, very recent game. Very, very recent game. It was actually, in fact, it took place of January this year. January 3rd, 2022, it was the divisional round matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, we'll probably now be known as uh you know the game that changed playoff overtime rules which uh should have happened a considerable amount of time ago i I understand the argument against it but um but yeah kansas city and the buffalo bills kansas city winning 42 to 36 andy reed sean mcdermott uh bills kc is going to be one of those fun rivalries over the next several years and um, kansas city has mostly had their number Casey beat them last year uh, in 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 season in the AFC championship game. This time they meet in the divisional round and uh, Casey gets the best of them. And it was just so, oh, exciting. And like, if you love pass happy offensive styles, this is the game. Uh, You know, this is the game for you. If you like heavy offense, 
um, this was the game for you because there was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, considerably a, a amount of fun. I understand, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of Bills fans living here in Western New York, and they probably weren't feeling too good after it. Uh, their defense kind of, it, it did. Like, whether you want to admit it or not, the defense just choked uh, at the end when when their defense needed the most. Uh, or when the team needed the most. 13 seconds, I think, is all it took for uh, uh, to give up a, was it a game winner? Or was it, oh, it was the overtime. It was... Or, yeah, they only well, needed 13 seconds. They needed to hold off for 30 seconds. Um, we'll get into the scoring with that. And they had the Chiefs, Chiefs got in uh, field goal range and tied it up and took it to overtime, and, and the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, it was an exciting game. As painful as it is for me to admit, as uh, the number one <laughs> Bills hater here in, uh, in, in, in Buffalo, I do sympathize for the team because it was uh it was an amazing game and it was absolutely shameful the way that it you know it had to end like that you know so i I don't know i i do agree with the overtime rule change i do uh the scoring drives for that game devin singletary had a uh one yard touchdown rush and then patrick mahomes rushed for eight yards tying the game at seven second quarter uh, Byron Pringle started off real like kind of slow, and it really picked up in the second half. Byron Pringle caught a two-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, and then Gabe Davis caught an 18-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen just before halftime. Third quarter, Harrison Bucker 39-yard field, uh, field goal. We got 17-14. Uh, Miko Harmon has a 25-yard touchdown rush, 23-14 for the Chiefs. Uh, Gabe Davis catches a 75-yard touchdown pass. And this like this is uh, this stuff was insane. This stuff was insane. It was just Josh Allen just chucking it up, and whatever happens, happens. A uh, lot of big distance touchdowns, but yeah, Gabe Davis 75-yard touchdown pass, 21-23. Uh, Bucker, it's a 28-yard field goal for the Chiefs, 26-21. Gabe Davis catches a 27-yard touchdown pass. And uh, they go for a two-point conversion. And we said conversation. 29-26. Uh, 102 left in the game. Tyreek Hill catches a 64-yard touchdown pass to take the Chiefs up to 33-29. to Then Gabe Davis, 19-yard touchdown pass, 36-33. The field goal. And then Travis Kelsey caught an eight-yard touchdown pass. Uh, to win the game, forty-two to thirty-six. That was the closing score of the game. So the argument there was that the Bills never got to uh, got to touch the ball, but um, almost a thousand yards of total offense in this game, which was pretty significant. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. I can assure you that it is a good one, and uh, one that I think a lot of people have watched. Playoff football all lies on that. So that is my number nine. Number eight, number eight, another KC game, but this time on the on the losing end, on the losing end. Uh, you know, going back to uh, my man Philip Rivers. All right, this was a really exciting time for the Chargers. Twenty eighteen, uh, Phil's last really good year with the Chargers. He crushed it. The whole team crushed it. Uh, they were like a game, a half game behind. Excuse me. Um, half game behind the Chiefs, they kept 
with them the whole time. They they blew a couple games. They ended up being the fifth seed in the AFC playoffs that year. But Chargers were un, unreal. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Uh, I think they had they had Gates in this run. I think they had Antonio Gates. He unretired because Hunter Henry got hurt. And uh, yeah, I remember sitting up. It was a Thursday night football game. Yeah, Thursday, December thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen, at Arrowhead Stadium. And I remember staying up late for this one. I had to go to work the next day. Or no, did I? No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I. Uh, that's right. I did not have to work. We were doing like tens. We were doing four tens and uh, and off on Friday. That was the best. Uh, but yeah, so the Chargers needed this game if they wanted any chances of winning the or winning the division, which obviously they did not. But uh, you know, to split with the Chiefs, this is Patrick Mahomes' really top-notch year. I mean, pretty much untouchable. That's the way a lot of people view the Chiefs. They took a few losses. They had lost to they lost to New England, forty to forty-three at New England, and the Rams got them. So they lost in two very high-scoring affairs. And this would be oh, they did lose. Where did they finish? They're twelve and four. They did, um, but that's how good the Chiefs were. Like Mahomes could not be figured out. That seemed to be that was the deal. People couldn't figure out Mahomes. He was just throwing touchdown pass after touchdown pass, couldn't be stopped, no-look touchdowns, the whole shebang. And uh, the Chargers went into Arrowhead, which is a very tough place to play, and they went and won. They uh, ended up beating Kansas City 29-28, to and they were both tied 11-3 in that game. But uh, it was really it's one of those ones where it was a, a pretty slow start. And the Chiefs got off to a 21-7 lead, and it was just – cool for me because I'm a low you know low-key always supported the Chargers it's my brother's favorite team and uh they another a second half master class as they would say by uh Anthony Lennon company uh first score oh god I'm tired excuse me excuse me all right uh Patrick Mahomes throws a five-yard touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson to go up seven nothing and then Mahomes hits Daryl Williams for an 11-yard touchdown pass, 14-0. Second quarter, uh, Phillip Rivers hits Mike Williams for a three-yard touchdown pass, 14-7. And then uh, third quarter, Damian Williams, two-yard rush, 21-7 lead. And then the Chargers start to kind of sort of rally back. Mike Williams, uh, 19-yard touchdown rush, 14-21. Damian Williams has a one-yard rush. So the defense, honestly, I mean, beside two touchdown passes the defense did pretty dang well all things considered in this game on behalf of the chargers uh yeah damian williams a touchdown rush 28 14 and then um at the very end four minutes left apparently oh yeah well i guess the final eight minutes or so uh the chargers just rallied back justin jackson hit a three-yard touchdown rush and it did 21 28 casey in the driver's seat and then the four set and four seconds left Philip Rivers with a uh, career-winning, a game-winning drive. Mike Williams catches a one-yard touchdown pass, and then Mike Williams caught another pass to get the two-point conversion. They went for the win, which was aggressive, and I absolutely adored it. And, yeah, they went for the win, and they won 29-28. Chargers, 407 yards of offense in that game. They completely outplayed KC, 294. 
pretty crazy when Philip Rivers over throws more than uh, more passing yards than KC. But that's the fun of divisional games, or yeah, Petrovich. But um, that's the fun of divisional games. Well scouted, well, well scouted. Um, all right, we are on my number. I think this is my number seven. Yes, it's my number seven. Uh, another high-scoring affair. Another really high-scoring game. Really good Broncos team. Really good, pretty good Cowboys team. How they finish it? Yeah, a competitive uh, Cowboys team. Let's let's say that a feisty Cowboys team. All right. These two teams combined for 99 points. This is from October 6th, 2013. The uh, Denver Broncos, led by Peyton Manning, head to uh, Jury World, AT&T Stadium. And Cowboys give them a run for the money. Go tit for tat. Very, very competitive. Uh this is the year that Peyton, I believe, was MVP. Had one of the best seasons of a quarterback in NFL history. And then choked it all in the Super Bowl. But the Broncos won 51-48 to in this game. This, I'm most, I mean, I know it's on Game Pass, but you might be able to find it on YouTube. Sweet Jesus, this game was incredible. Amazing. Uh, we've done some film study on it too. A lot of points scored in this game, and uh, we got to see a little Peyton Manning mobility here. But it had, you know, a bunch of star- to me, in my opinion, a bunch of stars of the early two thousand twenty tens. You know, love him or hate him, Romo was a big name guy. You got Des Bryant kind of at his peak. Julius Thomas, uh, Jason Witten. It's uh. You know, I, I'm a big Eric Decker fan. Demarco Murray, a lot of good, lot of, lot of good names here. Uh, but uh, yeah, nice, a uh, really nice. The shoot, just I guess shootout. Yeah, it would be probably be a, it definitely be considered a shootout. But um, yeah, really, really fun game. I think a lot of people remember this one. Uh, scoring for this game, first quarter, Cowboys on the board first. They actually ended up taking a 14 nothing lead. Uh, Des Bryant catches a two-yard touchdown pass from Tony Romo, and then DeMarco Murray, a four-yard touchdown rush. Go up 14 nothing, uh, And then just before, two minutes, 28 seconds before the first quarter ends, Julius Thomas catches a four-yard touchdown pass. 7-14 to going to the second quarter. Uh, first point of the second quarter are scored relatively early. Dan Bailey hit a 43-yard field goal to go up 17-7. And then... The Broncos start to get going. Eric Decker catches a two-yard touchdown pass from Peyton Manning, 14-17. And then five minutes, 22 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, Broncos take the first lead, their first lead of the game. Julius Thomas catches a nine-yard touchdown pass from Peyton Manning, 21-17 lead. And then Peyton Manning, I love this play. We uh, we did film study on this one. A one-yard touchdown rush. He was a, it was a bootleg. Peyton Manning don't, doesn't do running. Especially Peyton Manning a, a year or so after next surgery. Peyton Manning don't run, but he did. Now it was two years at that point. But uh, regardless, you don't think of Peyton Manning as mobile Manning. 28-17 lead. And then Dan Bailey, uh, closing seconds of the first half. It's a 48-yard field goal. 28-20 at halftime. 
Third quarter, Wes Welker, two-yard touchdown pass from Peyton Manning. You go up 35-20. And then for the Cowboys, Terrence Williams, an 82-yard touchdown pass. Uh, he catches it from Tony Romo. Matt Prater hits a 48-yard field goal. We're at 38-27. And then uh, 14 seconds left in the third quarter, Des Bryant catches a two-yard touchdown pass from uh, Tony Romo. But they did a fail. there was a failed two-point conversion, 38-33 going into the fourth quarter. Like, this is a lot of touchdowns, right? I love a lot of touchdowns. Jason Witten, first points of the fourth quarter, catches a 10-yard pass, and then they make a two-point conversion. Uh, Terrence Williams catches a uh, catches a pass from Tony Romo. Cowboys back in control for the first time since the first quarter, 41-38. Uh, Matt Prater hits a 50-yard field goal for the Broncos, tied at 41. And then Dallas scores, 7-19 left. Cole Beasley catches a four-yard touchdown pass, 48-41. And then for the Broncos, no Sean Marino. Uh, One-yard touchdown rush tight at 48. And then closing seconds of the game, a lot of people who are not Cowboys fans are going to be like, oh, that's what the Cowboys, you know, I take their shots at the uh on the Cowboys, but Prater hits a 28-yard field goal to close the game, 51-48. to Oh, it was beautiful. Over 1,000 yards of total offense, 517 from Denver, 522 from, uh, from Dallas. From Dallas. It was a uh, yeah, pretty damn good game. Pretty damn good game, if I do say so myself. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. A lot of back and forth. The kind of stuff you want to see in a total game. And, you know, I did mention the bootleg, but there's not, like, this is why I love this game, because there's not one specific moment that you're like, oh, this that, that moment defines this game. No, it was the touchdowns back and forth, and that's why I love it so much. Uh, my number six. My number six, a lot of recent, there's probably a lot, there's definitely a lot of recency bias in this in this list. I will say that. I know there's been much better games that have happened before this era, but this is when I really, really devoted my time. Uh, and obviously I'm not saying this list is gospel because it's just, it's strictly opinion. So uh, divisional round, 2015 playoffs. This game occurred in 2016, though. Saturday, January 16th, 2016. Packers fans are going to think I hate them. But this was an amazing game. Uh, the Cardinals and the Packers. Cardinals win 26-20. Some really spectacular moments in this game, including a world-famous Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary. But uh, it was all in vain. It was a hard fought. This is, I mean, this is a great Cardinals team. This is a Packers team that many were like, uh, I don't know what this team is. It's Aaron Rodgers-led, so it's it's obviously good, but... Um, but yeah, there was, you know, there's some concern <laughs> because the defense isn't really all that great. Uh, and the offense is there, but it's not quite, you know, the weapons aren't all that stellar. Uh, this is like the end of the Jordy Nelson run. This is like Randall Cobb is wide receiver too, but still not like. I'm going to draft him in fantasy <laughs> level. Uh, I hated drafting Randall Cobb. Every every chance. I did it like two or three times. I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Just why? Just why? 
But uh, but yeah, a really great game, really great Cardinals, you know, team. I, I and obviously they got fed to the Wolves uh, the next week when Cam Newton and the Panthers tore that ass up. But uh, but yeah, this is a this is a really really great competitive game, and I think we were watching. Was I was it this week? I might have, we might have been no, I was home. I was home sitting down. Uh sitting in my oh, I was at my parents' house at the time. But uh sitting watching this game and I was just in the basement. I was like, wow, this is this is good stuff. So uh scoring for this game, Michael Floyd caught an eight yard touchdown pass from Carson Palmer to open that up there on the board first, seven nothing lead and the Packers. Mason Crosby hit a twenty eight yard field goal. That was the next point. That opened up the second quarter scoring. Uh, really dry first half. And then, the, yeah, Mason Crosby hit another uh, field goal, 34 yards, 6-7. to seven. Cardinals in the lead at halftime. Third quarter, Jeff Janis caught, catches a, um, yeah, who's that guy? He catches an 8-yard uh, touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. They take the lead 13-7. to seven. Uh, And then the Cardinals, Chandler Catton, 0. 28-yard field goal is good, 13. Uh, we're at 13 to 10, uh, and that's the end of the third quarter. Fourth quarter, Michael Floyd catches a nine-yard touchdown pass from Carson Palmer. 17 to 13, Cardinals in the lead, and then Catanzaro hits a 36-yard field goal to go up 20 to 13, and then to tie the game, to send it to overtime and give the Packers a chance. Jeff Janis catches a 41-yard hail mary uh, to send it to overtime. And it was nuts. I think that was like his second or third of the year. I think it was second because he threw one against Detroit in Detroit this season. And it was just on the money. It was just, oh, it was so good. Uh, But unfortunately, it was all in vain as the Cardinals drove a minute and five seconds in overtime, just drove downfield. And uh, Fitzgerald ended up catching a a five-yard touchdown pass to win the game 26 to 20 but uh it was impressive it was impressive not a big yardage count obviously the, the first half was pretty pretty dang dry but uh it was a um, impressive thing and it, you know in, in Carson Palmer's like case like I don't know people have mixed feelings about Carson Palmer he's kind of a dick uh, he hates Cincinnati uh, I know that he's very very bitter towards Cincinnati but um, this is fun. I, I I ended up buying a Carson Palmer Cardinals jersey because I had a good reason to. It was a good team. Then it just fell off in his career. Just you know, uh, I know he got hurt, and then he ended up retiring. But uh, yeah, it was a real, real good, real good Cardinals team. So, all right, top half now. Moving along, kind of all right. Moving along, kind of all right. Top half, game number five on my list. Colts bias, yes, absolutely. Chiefs fans, you're one and two on my list right now. <laughs> uh, this was the game that really cemented Andrew Luck as a game-changing quarterback for me. Really cemented it. He done good, you know. He he ended up beating, you know. He, he led the team past Peyton Manning. Uh, you know, it 
I think, yeah, it was in the regular season. This year or the year prior, Peyton returned to uh, Indianapolis and things shook up the way that they did. But, you know, Andrew Luck did good. But it was when I seen this watch, seen him watch this game, it was that I knew that Andrew Luck could be our guy. And uh, obviously, unfortunately, long-term, it didn't work out. But for a very short period of time, that hope was there. And Andrew Luck, to me, was a game-changing. He's a guy who could take over a game. Uh, and I'm talking about the comeback game. Right, not the comeback, the, the Bills-Oilers comeback. But there's a comeback of sorts here. The Colts ended up coming back and winning 45-44. to They were down 31-3. to at halftime, thirty-eight to ten, early in the third quarter. So, um, yeah, this was uh, this is a pretty, pretty solid. I think this is the year. Also, this is so. This is the it hurt happened on January fourth, two thousand and fourteen. So this is from the twenty thirteen season. Um, and I think this is the year that Alex Smith didn't throw a single touchdown pass to a wide receiver. It was all like running backs and tight ends. I think this is the, the year that that happened, 2013. Uh, this might have been Alex Smith's first year with the Chiefs. Finally getting over that Matt Castle era. Oof. Oof. Ugh. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, Colts won 45-44 to to advance into the divisional round where... Uh, they lost. They lost the Patriots. Shocker, big shock. They beat the shit out of us. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty exciting wild card game. I was uh, I think I was at a wrestling show in Rochester watching this game. I was I was performing. I was performing, so I had to go out and perform. At like while this game was going on, but they had the we had the TVs on, and we were watching some like bingo hall or whatever American Legion in uh, in in Rochester back when I was doing pro wrestling, and uh, and yeah, this was on, and uh, yeah, 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 it was a Saturday, so yep, um, so yeah, we were watching it, and I was just like all the emotional ups and downs. I was pissed for most of it, and but uh, here's the scoring drives for this game, uh, or scoring plays. Dwayne Bowe catches a six-yard touchdown pass from Alex Smith to open up scoring. Ryan suck up extra points. Seven-nothing lead for KC. And then first quarter, T.Y. Hilton catches a 10-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Luck. I miss being able to hear and say that regularly. Tied at seven. 53 seconds left in the first quarter. Ryan suck up hits a 19-yard field goal. 10-7 lead. Uh, Chiefs in control. Second quarter, Donnie Avery catches a 79-yard touchdown pass from Alex Smith, 17-7. Chiefs in the lead, and then they go up again. Anthony Sherman catches a 5-yard touchdown pass, uh, 24-7 lead. Anna Vinatieri hits a 37-yard field goal to bring uh, the Colts up to 10. And then Niall Davis, 4-yard touchdown rush, 31-10 at halftime. Third quarter, early on, minute minute 21 seconds in, Niall Davis catches a 10-yard touchdown pass from Smith, 38-10 lead, and then the Colts' comeback starts to ensue. Donald Brown, a 10-yard rush, 
17-38. And then Donald Brown catches a three-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Luck, 24-38. Chiefs pull ahead, 42-yard field goal, 41-24. And then we get we get uh we get some big time scores from the uh from the Colts. Kobe Fleener catches a twelve yard pass, forty one thirty one. And then Andrew Luck, uh five yard offensive fumble return. So he handed it off, I think, to Donald Brown. He fumbled it. This is the famous play, and then Luck picks it up and dives in the end zone, and I'm like, Oh my god, this dude is so good, but please stay please stay healthy. Uh, it's 38-41 there. Ryan Suckup hits a 43-yard field goal, 44-38. And then to close the game off, T.Y. Hilton catches a 64-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Luck, 45-44. Game doesn't see overtime. It is insanity. Insanity. Over 1,000 yards of total offense for both teams, 513 from KC, 536 from Indianapolis. But what a great game. Um, much, much better times <laughs> being a Colts fan, having that level of excitement, uh, I'm sure. And yeah, now it's just disappointment after disappointment. But that is my number five. Number four. My number four. Uh, greatest football game I've ever seen. This is actually just our game to watch on our Facebook page early, uh, last Thursday. If you want to check it out. Uh, we do have all the touchdown highlights compiled, but I was watching the full game on YouTube if you want to revisit this one. Uh, November 1st, 2015, it was a Sunday, a beautiful Sunday. Uh, New Orleans and the New York Giants in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And the Saints won a uh, classic, over 100 points scored, 101 to be exact. Saints beat the Giants 52-49. to no overtime, by the way. No overtime. But uh, a tremendous game at that. Uh, this is really good Peyton Manning. Or, Jesus Christ, Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peyton had a noodle arm at this point. I think he was actually benched for Brock Osweiler. So, but this is like a really good, this is like a, this is a classic Eli Manning game, in my opinion. I know they were on the losing side, but Eli like looked like at his best aggressive making really tight window throws. I watched, like, OBJ caught, like, three touchdown passes. And uh, they were brilliant. Like, I know people love to goof on Eli. I've heard it all weekend. I posted something about Eli's Madden rating from Madden 13. It was a 97. 97. And everybody's laughing at it. But, like, this is cool to see because I, I do, I you know, because I was a Peyton Manning guy growing up. Of course, I loved his little brother. Of course, I adored his brother, Eli. So it was really cool. And obviously, you know, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer. Um, and a good chess match between Sean Payton and, and Tom Coughlin. But these two defense could not stop each other to save their life. To save their life. It was uh, it was very, very, it was a very exciting game. I, yeah, I just rewatched it yesterday before the Backstreet Boys concert that I went to. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Scoring for this game. All right, OBJ caught a two-yard touchdown pass from Eli Manning, uh, 7-0 lead there. And then Willie Sneed caught a 34-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees not even two minutes later. Actually, it was two minutes later. Uh, tied at seven. And then at the end of the first, towards the end of the first quarter, 2.24 left. Brandon Cooks catches a 26-yard touchdown pass, 14-7 lead. Second quarter, early on, a minute and a half in. Odell Beckham Jr., one-yard touchdown pass 
from Eli Manning. Cool little uh, scheme that they had there. Uh, did it. OBJ, two of the touchdown passes that OBJ caught, he like crossed in. He did like a, a it was like a little crossing route, but it, um, I don't have the name, the scheme in front of me or the, 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 yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, OBJ tied at 14. Sec, uh, next scoring, Marcus Colston, 53-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees, 21-14. to 14. And the Saints go up a little bit more. Willie Sneed catches a two-yard touchdown pass to go up 28-14. Two seconds left just before halftime. Uh, Chain Vereen catches a two-yard touchdown pass from Eli Manning, 28-21. Uh, Third quarter, Giants. Odell Beckham Jr., he catches a 50-yard touchdown pass from Eli Manning, tied at 28 now. Brandon Cooks responds three minutes later uh, with a 21-yard touchdown pass reception, 35-28. to Then they go up one more. Ben Watson catches a 20-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees. Fourth quarter, things heating up. Dwayne Harris, 9-yard touchdown reception, 35-42. And then Dwayne Harris catches a 20-yard touchdown pass. We're tied at 42. Seven minutes, 11 seconds left. Uh, Trumaine McBride has a 63-yard pick six. This thing was clean. It was clean. It was really good. It was so smooth. Um, ripped it right out of dude's hands. And uh, 49-42 lead. 36 seconds left. C.J. Spiller, nine-yard touchdown reception for uh, for the Saints. Tied at 49, and then Kai Forbath somehow... I think they might have. I don't know if the onside kicked it. I should probably look and see how that happened. Kicks off. Oh, they punted. They punted. Passes. Incomplete passes. And, yeah, they ended up punting, and then uh, Saints got in the scoring range. And uh, Kai Forbath, 50-yard game-winning field goal, 52-49. to uh, As I said, over 100 yards of offense. 100 yards of offense. They're over 1,000 yards of offense. 608 for the Saints. 416 for the um, for the Giants. So there you go. That's my game number four um, of greatest games that I've ever seen. Not bad. Not bad. All right, number three, another personal one. Patriots on the losing end of this one. This was our Super Bowl, basically, because the Super Bowl that came after it, Colts bias aside... Colts bias aside, or uh, it that was a boring ass Super Bowl. Colts and Colts and Bears. It was not exciting at all. But uh, for the Colts, for my number three, uh, the Colts getting past the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. And this is why I love the Patriots so much. I appreciate the Patriots dynasty so much. They were the ultimate villains in football. They were. They really were. They were a measuring stick. I've said this many times, many years ago. You know, for those who are pro wrestling fans, I know that many are not. Uh, for the longest time, for the longest time, uh, Triple H was a guy who was frequently in the main event. He was frequently holding on to the title. You win, it was dastardly, but you paid, you tuned in, you you watched their you watched their show, uh, you watched Monday Night Raw just to see him lose. Well, a lot of people watched their team play against the Patriots because they wanted to see the Patriots lose. They did. Um, but Tom Brady and those dastardly Patriots always came out on top. But uh, for this time, for this time, for Peyton Manning 
to go and uh, go on to the, his first Super Bowl and win his first Super Bowl title, Super Bowl first Lombardi Trophy. Got rings, bro. Um, everybody loves to throw that one out there. The Colts had to go through the, the Patriots. This time at home, RCA Dome, January 21st, 2007. Tony Dungy versus Bill Belichick. Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. The Colts versus the Patriots. A rivalry absolutely timeless. Um, yeah, this is a great game. Another comeback game in a sense, too, as the uh, you know Patriots went to halftime, 21-6 lead. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, for me, it was just the climbing back, climbing back. Um, and for the Colts, too, their heart has been, had been broken time after time in the postseason by the likes of the Patriots. Many, you know, several times. Patriots are bumping them out of the, the postseason. So um, this was a, a big, this is a, a very big accomplishment, a very fun road to it. But the scoring uh, for this game went as follows. The Patriots started off scoring. Um, Logan Mankins and an offensive fumble recovering the end zone to go up 7 nothing, And then Adam Vinatieri, Colts Adam Vinatieri, a 42-yard field goal, 7-3. to uh, second quarter, Corey Dillon, seven-yard touchdown rush, 14-3. Then uh, Asante Samuel had a pick six, 39-yard pick six, 21-3. Uh, and then Vinatieri kicks another field goal, 26-yard uh, field goal at halftime. Third quarter, Peyton Manning, one-yard touchdown rush, 21-13. And then Dan Klecko catches a uh, one-yard touchdown pass from Peyton, and they convert it, two-point conversion, my man Marvin Harrison, 21-21, minute 25 left before the end of the third quarter. Jabbar Gaffney, six-yard touchdown reception, 28-21. Fourth quarter, Jeff Saturday picks up a offensive fumble and uh, goes in the end zone. We're tied at 28. Steven Guskowski, 28-yard field goal is good, 31-28. Uh, Vinatieri makes a 36-yard field goal. We're tied at 31. Guskowski makes another field goal. 43 yards, uh, 34-31. And then Joseph Adai with one minute left uh, takes a touchdown. But that's not even the most famous part of like, this game. Obviously, them coming back offensively was great. But the best the best moment was uh, Tom Brady throwing an interception to, uh, to Marlon Jackson, who picked it off. Marlon Jackson is a, uh, uh, with all due respect, he's not, uh, you know he's not at the top of anybody's favorite players list, uh, he, like a David Tyree, like a Mario Manningham. You know he's it's it's a one play kind of memory, and what a spectacular play it is. Um, and then Peyton Manning kneeled, and that was it. Yeah, twenty four seconds left. Brady got picked off, and they were marching too. They were marching downfield. Um, pretty handily. Colts defense. This is the best the Colts defense had been, but it still wasn't. It wasn't all that great. But uh, yeah, Colts ended up winning that one. So uh, very fun memory for me. I was in tenth grade that year. Tenth grade that year, and uh, very fun way to get uh, going to school the next day. Really exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. All right, the number two. Number two, greatest game I've ever seen. It's actually driving home. Uh, me, my dad, and my friend Mark were driving home from uh, from my first Colts game in Indianapolis. 
our first trip, which we've talked about. And uh, it was going on, and we're like, oh, let's plug in the game and, and watch it on TV. It was a long ride. I mean, eight hour, eight nine hour ride home. Uh, and we caught at the tail end of it. We caught at the tail end of it. Uh, but you all know, I think, what this game is. Uh, this is the high. To my understanding, this is the highest scoring game in NFL history, fifty four, fifty one, between the Rams and the Chiefs, who many were hoping would see each other in the Super Bowl. Um, and a Monday, November nineteenth, two thousand and eighteen, at the Los Angeles Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Yeah, it was insanity. Um, back and forth, back and forth. This is the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. This is obviously uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, really, it, technically, I mean, his first year as a uh, as QB one and just tearing it up. And these two went at it. They went at it for a full four quarters. There was no very few dull moments, I got to say, in this game. But it was really neat to watch it on the phone and just hear that crowd and the excitement. And it was a it was a hell of a game. Uh, scoring for this game, Robert Woods caught a seven-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff to open that up. Missed extra point by Greg the Leg Zerline. Uh, so 6 nothing there. Then uh, Rams went up 13 nothing with a Josh Reynolds touchdown pass Tyree kill put the chiefs on the board 25 yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes uh second quarter Greg Zerline 23 yard field goal 7 to 16 uh Rams in control then Harrison Bucker at the 21 yard field goals 16 to 10 Kareem Hunt catches a 21 yard touchdown pass from uh, Mahomes 17 to 16 Samson Abukum has an 11-yard fumble return for the Rams, 23-17. And then 13 seconds left before halftime, Chris Conley catches an 8-yard touchdown pass from uh, Mahomes. But Harrison Butker, extra point, fails. We're tied at 23. Third quarter, Jared Goff has a 7-yard touchdown rush, 30-23. to uh, Travis Kelsey catches a 4-yard touchdown pass. We're tied at 30. Greg Zerline hits a 33-yard field goal, 33-30. And uh, Samson Abuka, I have never heard of this dude before. So he must be one of those like one game or one play wonder kind. Of, I've really never heard of him before. Uh, Twenty-five yard INT return, thirty to forty, the Rams lead. Uh, Tyreek Hill then catches a seventy-three yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, or you know, or we have some yak. It's a seventy-three yard pass that Tyreek Hill took to the house, basically, thirty-seven to forty. Uh, Allen Bailey has a two-yard fumble return for the Chiefs, 44-40. They take the lead. It's been a little while. Uh, Gerald Everett catches a seven-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff, 47-44. Two minutes, 47 seconds. Chiefs, Chris Conley, 10-yard touchdown reception, 51-47. And then one minute, 49 seconds left. Gerald Everett catches a 40-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff, 54 51. A uh, stunning game. Great game. Two of the best offenses of the NFL at that time. And uh, that was a nice treat. That was a nice treat for uh, Monday Night Football. So, um, But all right, we're on to our number one. And this was uh, towards the top of my list of my favorite Super Bowl games. It might have been number one. It's been a long time since I looked at that list. But uh, it's Super Bowl 52. Super Bowl 52, the unlikely Super Bowl. All right. Carson Wentz gets hurt. Oh, man, this Eagles team is done. That's what I thought. They were so boring. 
after Carson went down. I'm not going to lie. They were really, really boring. Um, they were winning games close, and then that NFC Championship game hit, and they beat the shit out of the Vikings, and we're like, oh, okay, interesting. And uh, even then, I didn't give the Eagles a chance. I don't think many people did. They did the whole underdog thing where they're wearing the damn dog masks, and uh, Eagles went out there, and they, they played their heart out. I love that 2017 Eagles team. Absolutely adore it. February 4th, 2018 was when the game was played at U.S. Bank Stadium, home of the Vikings. Doug Peterson versus Bill Belichick. Nick Foles versus Tom Brady. Uh, and, yeah, I I love that 2017 Eagles team because there was not one single superstar that was better than the, that was better than the other squads or, or better than any other person on that team. There was no superstars. There was aging receivers. Um, you know, after when Carson got hurt, it was you know the defense. There's some there's some studs, but there wasn't people like I don't know. I, I really don't remember re- like being like, oh, I got to have this Eagles player on my team in fantasy, and that's a big thing. That's that's a uh, that's a big facet for me when it comes to judging uh, star power. It is because it's kind of how it works. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia winning forty-one thirty-three, and it was it was so much fun. It was a very fun Super Bowl uh, to watch. It was a it was a team effort. It was a team effort, and uh, Nick Foles played his heart out and got a well-deserved Super Bowl MVP trophy because of it. Um, scoring for this game, Jake Elliott opened up scoring. Twenty-five yard field goal is good, and then Stephen Guskowski gets a twenty-six yard field goal, tied at three. Alshon Jeffrey. Catches a 34-yard touchdown pass from Nick Foles, 9-3, but a missed extra point. So uh, there. Second quarter, LeGarrette Blunt for the Eagles, 21-yard touchdown rush. They missed the extra uh, two-point. They fail on the two-point conversion, 15-3 there. And then Steven Guskowski, it's a 45-yard field goal, 15-6. James White has a 26-yard touchdown rush, but an extra point fails from Steven Guskowski, 15-12. And then the Eagles... Nick Foles, one-yard touchdown pass to uh, to Trey Burton. I think. Where's the Philly special? Oh, no, that is the Philly special. He caught it from Trey Burton. Um, he caught it from Trey Burton. That is the Philly special. There's 34 seconds left for the – I was like, what the hell? 22 to 12, they let it halftime. Third quarter – Rob Gronkowski catches a five-yard touchdown pass from Brady, 22-19. Uh, Corey Clement for the Eagles, 22-yard touchdown pass from Foles, 29-19. And then uh, Chris Hogan catches a 26-yard pass from Brady, 29-26. Um, Eagles hit a 42-yard field goal from Jake Elliott, 32-26. Gronk caught a four-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady. This is their uh, the Patriots' first lead of the game. And just coming off of the year prior, like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Watching the Falcons-Patriots game from the previous year, you're playing out. It's, it was fun while that lasted. That's I, I know that's how I thought. I don't I don't think it's, like, fixed, but it's like, oh, okay, come on. Like, nobody's figured out how to stop a Brady comeback by now. Unbelievable. Uh, 
Zach Ertz catches an 11-yard touchdown pass from Nick Foles, but they fail a two-point conversion. And then with a minute, five seconds left, they put the game out of reach. Jake Elliott, well, Pat's going to win for an eight-yard, uh, two-point conversion. But um, Jake Elliott hits a 46-yard field goal to win 41-33 to in, one of the, in the most spectacular Super Bowl I've ever seen. Um, obviously, the comebacks are, you know, the comeback one is great. Uh, but this one for me was really cool. I love to see a good underdog story, whether it was Case Keenum or Nick Foles that year. I wanted to see a good, happy comeback or underdog story take place, and we got that. And Foles ended up winning MVP, and he deserved it. Now he's my now he's the Colts QB too. So set it for that. But that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for sitting through this uh, this list in ten episode. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun revisiting some of these games, looking through the scores, hearing some old names um, that maybe we haven't heard in some time. But what is yours? I do want to know. Uh, comment on our Facebook page. Send us a message. Send us an email. Leave us a review. That'd be cool, too. Appreciate you all. Uh, enjoy the rest of your – well, we'll be back tomorrow. But enjoy the rest of your day. If you don't come back, enjoy the rest of your week or your life. Until next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, it's fine.